This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. You know, I've been in this industry for a long, long time. And you know, I got my start right there in Memphis, Tennessee. So what better person than to give a little intro to the only podcast in the UK that specifically talks about Memphis wrestling. That's right. We're talking about Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Folks, sit back, grab you a cup of hot tea. Hope you enjoy it. Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Got a doggone good-looking show lined up. This is the future, baby, and Jimmy Hart's here. You're not in the same caliber as I am. Who's the greatest wrestler in the world and why am I? You're acting like a hoodlum now. Come on, quit it! still getting a lot of slap back off that wall. All right. Because there's not much we can do about that. And Phil, there's a bit too much uh, horns in my monitors. Okay, we'll try one more time.
Hello again wrestling fans and welcome to the studios of the old bakery as we get ready to give you another exciting week here at the UK's number one and only Memphis wrestling related podcast, the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. I am as always your host, Mr Luke Jennings, hoping the podcast finds you fine and dandy here in the middle of May. Please do not forget to follow us on Twitter at MemphisCast and to hit the subscribe button here on our home, the place to be wrestling network. Home of great shows such as Talking WCW, NWA Saturday Special, PTBN's Main Event, NWA Crock and Roll, Monday Night Project, and many, many other great shows that come to you on a near daily basis. You can follow the network at PTBN Wrestling. You can also, they now no longer have a Twitter, but you can visit their website when it was cool.com for podcasts, articles, and much more on retro pop culture, comics, wrestling, movies, TV, toys, history, and more. This week we're covering the 20, the 12th of February 1983. Last week we covered the 5th, excuse me, where we saw dirty tactics, lots of whining, a turn, painting, and all the other usual awesomeness from the Memphis Territory. Before we head down to ringside, let's find out what's been happening around the wrestling world this week. It's a busy week this week in the wrestling world. So... On the 6th of February in Memphis, Tennessee, in the Cook Convention Center, in front of, in front of 3,206 people, the fabulous ones, Stephen Stan defeated the Sheep Herders to win the Southern Tag Team titles. Across in Atlanta, Georgia, in the Omni, the Iron Sheik defeated Dick Murdoch in an Iranian club challenge. Butch Reed battled Ivan Koloff to a draw. In a bunkhouse match, Stan Hansen defeated former tag team partner Ole Anderson. Dick Murdoch defeated the Super Destroyer, Paul Orndorff defeated the Iron Sheik, Ray Candy defeated Bruiser Brody by disqualification, Bob Roop defeated Brad Armstrong, Buzz Sawyer defeated Tommy Rich. Are they in their feud in the middle? I don't know. I'm not quite sure. The Moondogs, Rex and Spot defeated Tito Santana and Joe Lightfoot, and Paul Ellering defeated Tom Pritchard. Up in Denver, Colorado, AWA held a show and they had Buck Zumhoff defeating Tom Lentz, Tom Lintz, Jerry Blackwell and Sheik Adnan Al-Qaisi defeated Baron Von Rushke and Mad Dog for Sean. Rene Goulet battled Steve O to a draw. Wahoo McDaniel defeated Bobby Duncombe and the main event saw AWA World Heavyweight Champion. Dick Bogwinkle defeating Rick Martel on the 7th across in Japan. Sumo Hall, Tokyo, Japan witnessed... New Japan Pro Wrestling holding a show as Yoshiaki Fujiwari defeated Yokpalsen. Yok, Yok no, I'd never heard of that name before. Kuniki Kobayashi and Gran Hamada defeated Kentura Hoshiyani and Masanaoba Kurosu. Kurosu. Asumi Kido defeated Carlos Jose Estrada. Mike George defeated Royumi Go. Masa Saito defeated Kengo Kamura. Hulk Hogan defeated Blackjack Mulligan. WF Light, sorry, WF Junior Heavyweight Champion. Tiger Mask defeated Black Tiger. CG Sakaguchi and Tatsumi Fujinami battled Ricky Choshu and Killer Khan to a double countout. Rushu, Russia Kamura and Animal Hamaguchi defeated Isamu Teranashi. No, sorry, it's a, it's a handicap match. Russia Kimura, Animal Hamagotchi, and Asumi Teranishi defeated Antonio Noki. Also on the 7th, Louisville, Kentucky, the Sheepherders regained the Southern Tag Team titles from the Fabulous Ones. Also on the 7th, uh, pro wrestling announcer Marty O'Neill dies at the age of 75. On the 8th, WWF holds a show in Buffalo, New York in front of 9,200. As they see, Salvatore Bolomo defeating Charlie Fulton. 
Sweet Hansen defeated Kurt Hennig. Mr. Fuji fought Chief J Strongbow to a draw. The Wild Samoans defeated Tony Guerrero and Eddie Gilbert. Big John Studd defeated Jules Strongbow. Rocky Johnson defeated Buddy Rose. Pedro Morales defeated Superstar Billy Graham via countout. Jimmy Snooker defeated Ray Stevens. And the main event is Bob Backlund fighting Don Morocco to a no contest. Also on the 8th, Rick Flair versus Victor Yovica for the NWA World Heavyweight title at Atto Baldo in Trinidad with 24,000 fans again at a near right. And again, Flair appears to put over a wrestler for the NWA title in order to escape the Caribbean nation alive. On the 9th, Miami, Florida. doesn't say the area. 6,196. The Midnight Rider defeated Ric Flair for the NWA title but had to give up the title when he refused to unmask. Also on the card, Andre the Giant and Barry Windham defeated Kevin Sullivan and Jake Roberts. Mike Graham defeated Don Kent. Roddy Piper defeated Mr. N.Y. and and Master Miss Chick Donovan. Rufus R. Jones and Ron Bass defeated Angela Mosco and Leroy Brown by disqualification. Charlie Cook defeated Cyclone Negro. Scott McGee and Terry Allen defeated the Kangaroos by disqualification. On the 11th, a huge card was held in St. Louis, Missouri at the Checker Dome in front of 16,695. It was shown on tele- Japanese television and featured a PWF title change and a famous Ric Flair versus Bruiser Brody match. Also on the card, Roger Kirby defeated Manny Fernandez. Bill Cody and Buzz Tyler and Rick Martel defeated Kim Duke, Dewey Robinson and Crusher Alaya. Ken Patera defeated Ox Baker. Butch Reed defeated Bobby Duncombe. Bobby, sorry, Bob Orton Jr. And Dick Murdoch defeated Bob Brown and Dick the Bruiser. Kerry Von Erich defeated Greg Valentine to retain the Missouri heavyweight title. NWA World Champion Ric Flair went to a time limit draw with Bruiser Brody in the best of two, th- two in the best two out of three falls match. Giant Bubba defeated Harley Race to win the PWF Heavyweight Title. So Ric Flair's had a busy few days. So he's on the eleventh, he's in St. Louis. On the eighth, he's in Miami. Sorry, no, no sorry. The eleventh is in St. Louis. The ninth is in he's in Miami. The eighth, he's in Trinidad. Was he somewhere else as well? He's had a busy few days. As uh, the I suppose that's the. Uh, the perils of being the NWA champion. Also on the 11th, we'll get, this is a busy week in wrestling, this is, ladies and gentlemen. Also on the 11th, WF holds a show in the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh, PA. 10,000 witness Pete Sanchez pinning Charlie Fulton, SD Jones defeating Johnny Rods, Salvatore Bolomo defeating Baron Mikel Sucluna, the World Samoans defeating Eddie Gilbert and Kurt Henning, Big John Studd defeating Jules Strongbow, uh, WF champion Bob Backlund pinning Intercontinental champion Don Morocco in a Texas death match, Ray Stevens defeating Pedro Morales by countout, Rocky Johnson defeating superstar Billy Graham via disqualification, Jimmy Snooker defeating Buddy Rose, Chief J Strongbow fought Mr. Fuji to a DQ, and Tony Guerrero defeating Swede Hansen. On the 12th, Sarasota, Florida. Midnight Rider defeated the NWA champion Ric Flair, but did not win the title once again due to due to the refuse to unmask stipulation. AWA held a show in Chicago. Steve O battled Tom Lintz to a draw. Bobby Heenan defeated Buxumhoff. Rick Martel defeated Sergeant Rene Goulet by disqualification. Wahoo McDaniel defeated Bobby Duncombe. Joey Lawler defeated Ken Patera. Hulk Hogan defeated Jesse Ventura by disqualification. Greg Gagne and Jim Bronzel defeat battled Sergeant Goulet and Sheik Jerry Blackwell to a no contest. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's head down to ringside to see what Lance and Dave have got for us as we cover the 12th of February 1983 in episode 
104 of the UK's number one and only Memphis content, Memphis wrestling related podcast. Russell and Dave Bryan right along ringside, all ready to go with another big week of championship wrestling. David, I don't know when we've had as much new talent coming in as we do today. we got a bunch today, I want to tell you. Well, first of all, we're going to have the fabulous ones here. Of course, everybody knows the fabulous ones. They're going to be here today. Then, Abdullah the Great will be here with Sonny King. Yeah, Sonny back will be in back. Area. Yeah, and uh, Kenya Condori also will be here today. He'll be wrestling in a single match. We'll have Jacques Rougeau going against Dutch Mantel. Should be a good one, but that's not all. The expiration of time match today, 10-man tag team action. The total weight of the wrestlers in the ring is going to be over a ton, 2,300 pounds of wrestlers in there. Yeah, we'll have the Destroyers, the Invader, Marauder, Jesse Barr, Sweet Brown Sugar, Jerry the King Lawler, Terry Taylor, the King Cobra, and there'll also be another man on that side of the ring. Oh, that's just the beginning of it, too, because I'll tell you, another young gentleman will be back to pay us a visit, and that's Rick Morton. We're going to be looking good. forward to seeing Ricky in there before long. And we'll be hearing from Bobby the Brain Heenan, one of the managers of notorious fame around. We'll be talking to Bobby and uh, all of that coming up. Let's get going. We're going to take time out and be back in just a moment. Holy moly, ladies and gentlemen, what a card. We've got new names. We've got, uh, obviously, the fabulous ones, like Dave said, we know. Abdullah the Great is new. We've got Kenya Kondora. Obviously, I, I gave his name away for a result. We've also got Dutch Mantel versus Jacques Rougeau, a 10-man tag, which is going to be... Uh, a doozy, I would imagine. We're also going to see uh, the return of Rick Morton, and we're going to hear from one Bobby the Brain Heenan. Obviously, he is the manager of uh, Nick Bockwinkle. At times, we see there was a it was a very old episode we did of Memphis uh, way back, and we saw highlights. I think it was from the late seventies, or it could have been the early eighties, of Nick Bockwinkle coming in and facing Jerry Lawler and. Uh, Bobby Heenan was actually at ringside. Any other time we've seen um, the footage of Bockwinkle in town, Bobby's not been about, but I think it's because Bobby's been wrestling more. Bobby's still... We're only... 1983, February, we're about a year away from him going to the WWF. So he's still a, a fairly active wrestler. So without further ado, let's uh, head back down to ringside for our first of many uh, matches. We're going to be ready to go into the ring, but I golly, I'm going to take time out to at least do one thing, and that's to welcome back an old friend, Rick Morton. By golly, it's a pleasure to be back home. I got to tell you, this young man, from the first time we ever saw him in the ring, we said, there's a guy you can put the old mark on, and he's going to be a champion. Rick, you've been gone. Uh, I do have to mention that I saw on cable uh, that you got your leg all messed up. They messed up your leg on it, and uh, I'm sorry you're not back ready for action. How long is it going to be? Well, Lance, you know, this. Uh, I got my knee hurt in Texas, which the tape down you see on U.S. cable TV is yeah. delayed for like four weeks. But oh, yeah. yeah okay. uh, I'm still on the doctor's care, which uh, I hope to be off with by next week. Be back working out and be back here in a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks? Yes, All sir. right. Well, that's better than I had hoped because we had just seen that. And, of course, as you say, the tape's a little old. It's a pleasure to be back home. I'd like to thank everybody for the support. They always give me the most. 
Come on. Oh, man, what is this, a Jerry Lewis telephone? Come on, get out of here, baby. We don't want to hear about a cripple out here. Come on, get out of here. Somebody else have a word Anyway, I'm sorry. You're all right, boy. You are too. Get out of here, man. I'll have a minute. Scorch you out of here. Oh, can't let a day go by without adding a little cloud on it. Jimmy Hart, the first family. You know, I got something I want to talk about today now that he's gone from over here. You know what I want to talk about, man? You know what? I'm going to tell you what I want to talk about today. I came this close this week to quitting professional wrestling. Really? I came this close to maybe leaving this whole territory. You know why? You know why? Why? Well, I'm going to tell you why, baby. Because of Eddie Marlin. That's exactly the reason why. Because, you know, I'm fed up to hear with Eddie Marlin. He's trying to do everything to run me out of professional wrestling. You know, he is so mad. He is so hot at Jimmy Hart because I exposed him on TV last week in front of 350,000 people. I'll let him know that he has his favorite wrestlers, that he takes care of his favorite wrestlers. He gives them easy matches, but when it comes to Jimmy Hart and the first family, he brings in the biggest, baddest wrestlers he can find. We well, that made, him, that made him a little hot. But what broke the camel's back or the straw, whatever you want to say, baby, is when beautiful Bobby Eaton and Jimmy Hart had the brainstorm of taking the mask marauder's mask and putting on Bobby Eaton and he hit the ring and painted Coco Ware in the middle of the ring. Well, that man, that got Lawler hot, that got Eddie Marlin hot, and that got Coco hot, but so hot that Eddie Marlin went home and he thought all day and all night. And he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get even with Jimmy Hart and Bobby Eaton. So you know what he did? You know what he did, baby? What? what? He is taking the Mid-America belt away from beautiful Bobby Eaton. That's exactly what he's doing. All right, now hold it, Jimmy. No further. You're going to stop. It is not exactly right. I'll tell you exactly what happened. About a month ago, Bobby Eaton won the Mid-America title. That's true. Had the Mid-America heavyweight belt. Then you got involved in some kind of a feud with uh, Sweet Brown Sugar and Jerry Lawler. You've been doing nothing but wrestling in that. You have not defended the title once in the better than a month that you've had it, and the association simply says you got to defend it once every 30 days or they strip you of it, and all Eddie Marlin did was order a tournament be held to establish a new Mid-America Well, he couldn't do it and because he was fighting them every around. night, and that's the reason why he was fighting Marlon Coco every night. Right, Bobby? That's right. Who in the hell do you think had me involved in all these matches? You know who was had me involved with all these matches? It was that low-life, fast-talking, sleazy, conniving, fast-talking Eddie Marlin. Every time I turned around, he had Zappu, myself, Rice and Sweet Brown Sugar, and Jerry Lawler. I didn't have time to defend my middle America belt, did I, Jimmy? That's right. I didn't baby. have time. You know what? This was going to be a happy day for the first family because we were welcoming a new member. Get the camera on this man right over here to my right, right? This is Kenya Condori from Africa, one of the greatest professional athletes in the world. And we were going to have a party for him today, but Eddie Marlin has run my party. Eddie Marlin has run this whole TV show. And you know what? You know, that, that's what makes me hot about the whole thing, man, because he is so happy. And you know what? And looking at you right now, looking at you right now. Look, Jimmy, you, know, you, you moan and groan and talk about everything. If Bobby is so great an athlete and so great a champion, as you say, he's going to be in the tournament. You could expect him to win it back, so you got nothing to worry about. Wait a minute, Russell. I see a grin on your face. I see a You're loving this. You're loving every bit of this. Just like, look at that smile. Look at the smile on his face. You are loving every bit of this, aren't you? Just like Lala and Marlon and the rest of them. Well, let me tell you something, baby. The family will have the last laugh because he who laughs, laughs. We'll laugh the longest, won't we, baby? And That's we're going to laugh baby. awfully loud when this is over with. Come on, Fergie. Come on, Sabu. We're going to take care of the fabulous ones now. Okay. There you hear the uh, same 
Old Field coming out of heart with all of the complaints. Jimmy Hart is not happy that Bobby Eaton has had his uh, Mid America title stripped, and there will be a tournament. Unfortunately, we've uh, we've read those results, so we'll forget about that till next week. We're going to be having Sabu and Carl Fergie here teaming up to go against uh, Stan and Steve. Stan and, Stan and Steve. Stan and Steve coming to the ringside, uh, shaking hands and kissing babies. They're not uh, as... Uh, bombarded as they usually are. There seems to be a fairly uh, male presence in this audience today. They're getting their hands, they're just getting the mouth to shake their hands. The ladies are now uh, hugging and kissing Steve and Stan. Footage is a bit flickery today, but it's not too bad. The ring canvas is, uh, is blue and it's uh, got lines, white lines on it. Looks like a freshly mown uh, grass. Dan Lane and Steve Bird, Jackie Fargo's fabulous ones, and they're out here ready to do battle. Steve tearing it up. Running for office, kissing baby for a whole bit. That's it. This one's once again the tag team champions taking off their uh, waistcoats and bow ties. Carl Fergie and Sabu in the ring waiting for them. Jimmy Hart patiently uh, pounding the ring. It's going to be a one fall 15 minute time limit match. Total weight of 472 pounds over on the left from Atlanta, Georgia. Carl Fergie. From the Fiji Islands, Wild Man Sabu is going against the Fabulous Ones, and I think we're in action. That's just hey, we're And we're off and running at the races, ladies and gentlemen. Carl Fergie and Sabu against Stephen Stan, the Fabulous Ones. Jerry Calhoun is our referee. Carl Fergie, blue tights, white boots. Jimmy Hart's. Oh, Jimmy Hart's just ducks Carl Fergie. Stan ducks. Referee counts one, two, three, and we have winners. <laughs> Carl Fergie had uh, Stan Lane by the arms, waiting for Jimmy Hart to come and smack him with a cane. Jimmy Hart came along, Stan ducked, and Carl Fergie got a face full of Jimmy Hart's cane. And we have <laughs> the fabulous ones win in about two seconds. Oh, Carl Fergie just punching Jimmy Hart now, punching Sabu. Carl Fergie's had enough already. Carl, we haven't seen Carl Fergie for a while. He's back and he's pissed. Carl <laughs> Fergie! Carl Fergie not uh, letting them do to uh, him what they did to Sweet Brown Sugar, so he does it to them instead. Carl Fergie just dexed Sabu and Jimmy Hart. 21 seconds, that's a load of rubbish, I think. I think that's a. Uh... But anywho, your winners, the fabulous ones. Trying to blame it all on Fergie. Fergie wouldn't put up for any of it. This, this great tag team of the fabulous ones. 
They racked up another one in 21 seconds, by the way, gentlemen. <laughs> you were loafing on it. Hey, listen. I know that coming up uh, is going to be, uh, the coming weeks are going to be very exciting because the U.S. Uh, tag team champions are coming into the territory, and I know that you all are scheduled for a U.S. tag championship match. You've already got the southern tag belts, and oh, you're yeah, out for yeah. the biggie. And you know, Lance, it's loaded to top. It's a vicious world out there, you know. We chose our song, Everybody Wants You, right? Well, how true it is. Everybody does want us. They're coming from all over the country. They want our belt. With the southern tag team straps that Steve and I have, we're on top. They want us. Well, we're ready. Stand you know why we're ready? Because of these people right here. Every man, every woman, and every child. When we go around that ring and they hug us and kiss us and say, Guys, do it for us. Hey, we're going to do it for each and every one of them. We're going to get those belts from you people, huh? Stand, stand. Let me let me ask you guys to stand here just a minute because uh, the U.S. Tag Champs are managed by one of the most notorious managers in the United States. He manages Nick Bockwinkle, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Bobby had some comments to say about this match. Let's take a look at it. Yeah. My name is Bobby the Brain Heenan. I am manager of the world champion Nick Bockwinkle. And the reason you people haven't seen me in your area is because it has come to my attention that I can't go to the south and sit in the corner of Mr. Bockwinkle because it has been blocked. And it's been blocked by a man named Jerry Lawler and a couple of his cronies, a couple of his friends, the fabulous ones, Steve Kearns and Stan Lane. Well, I've got a little surprise for everybody in the south. When Mr. Bockwinkle gets done with Mr. Lawler, he'll hide his head in shame and disappear so far south you'll never see him again. And Mr. F and the fabulous ones, Kearns and Mr. Lane, I want you to listen to this very carefully. Since I can't go to the south and participate in the south or be in the corner of my men, I'm sending two men down there. These two men wear masks. They are six foot five, six foot six. They weigh in the neighborhood of 270, 275 pounds. And that's a very good neighborhood to be in. And they're going to come there, and they're going to take on the team of the fabulous ones, Kern and Mr. Stan Lane. Now, when the dust clears and everything's over with, they're not going to be called the fabulous ones. They're going to be called the very, very sorry ones. And then if I feel big-hearted and gracious enough, I might, when this is all over and done with, come to your small little burg and maybe bring my champion, Nick Bockwinkle. But like I said, these two men, they're the United States Tag Team Champions. They wear masks, and their names are, now turn your volume up and get a hold of this, the Executioners. You sleep with that, Mr. Kearns and Mr. Lane. I'll see you in the South very, very soon. Yeah, you heard it from Bobby Heenan in there. I just, I just got one thing to say, you know, Lance. He, he's did a lot of talking, but he's never really seen us in action. So, Mr. Heenan, if you will hear this interview, we got an answer for you. When you send them two big geeks down here with them belts, they'll be coming back all right after the smoke's cleared, but they'll be missing something because it's the fabulous ones that are going to be wearing two sets of belts. Got you. All right. And that's a fact, man. Okay, there they are, Stan and Steve, the fabulous ones. Good luck to you against the executioners, and I hope maybe we'll have those U.S. titles. <laughs> okay.
Nothing like them. There's something else. We got time out. We're going to be back with more exciting championship wrestling in just a moment. championship night at the Louisville Gardens. Here's Nick Bockwinkle, the world heavyweight champion, to give you some comments about his upcoming bout with Jerry the King Lawler. My name is Gene Okerlund. We are in sunny Southern California. It is near here that this gentleman, world heavyweight champion, Nick Bockwinkle, resides in Beverly Hills. And now Jerry Lawler, the King Jerry Lawler, and the world's heavyweight crown on the line. You cried and moaned and groaned. And I guess no one's allowed to be in my corner. No one's allowed to be in your corner. You heard my manager a little bit earlier. As he said, when it's all done and over with, three of the South's favorite boys will be long gone. Now, Lawler, you and I have battled. We've battled extensively, nastily, and a lot of times you seem to want to blame other people. Now, who are you going to blame this time? You don't deserve this match. I should not have to step back into the ring with you, but somehow or another, maybe Stanley Blackburn, being a Southern boy himself, has found it to be sympathetic and give you this opportunity once again. Now, if I sound irate, if I sound hot, if I sound angry, you're correct. And I plan on doing something. I plan on taking this anger and this irateness and uh, changing it around, putting it on the end of my foot, the end of my fist, the end of every twisting, pushing, kicking, stomping, and slamming motion I've got. I want to still be the heavyweight champion when it's done and over with. And I don't care what advantages they've tried to give you. It's not going to be enough. Should be pointed out, much of this band's success has been when Bobby Heenan has been in his corner. Yeah, but that's not true. Jerry Lawler, the challenger for the world's we heavyweight my title. my dear friend. We're out of time, I'm sure. Sorry. So is Lawler. Bockwinkle and Lawler, that's just one of the championship wrestling night's big action shows. We'll have a complete card for you coming up just a little bit later in the program. Uh, Rick Morton in, and we want to welcome back Sonny King, who uh, has been away for some time. He has not been gone. He's just been away from this area in there, Sonny. I know you've been uh, causing a lot of stirs throughout the wrestling world, Sonny. First of all, let me say something to you and to you as well, Dave. I'm not dressed like this to disrespect the show, believe me, because I respect it. I think it's great, okay? But when I went to Atlanta, they put me in a Yankee costume, and then there I was. Now, I'm, you know, I'm me. Now, Lance, as the people know, I was on network television. I made challenges to everybody. And everything I said on network TV, just like I predicted, it came through. <clears throat> now, throughout my whole travel, all around the United States, and I read in the magazines, Memphis was on fire with talent. I thought the top talent was in Atlanta. So then I figure out, I'm in the wrong place to make the move that I want to make. So I went out, and I searched every town I went to to look for an athlete that I thought was capable of doing the things that I want to do in professional wrestling. Lance, now I could stand out here, scream, holler, tell you how great this guy is, how many people he beat, how many people he put in the hospital, what all he's eaten, the whole bit. That's not going to say anything at all about the man. What I'll do is put this gentleman in the ring and let you people decide for yourself. And then you'll understand when I come back and talk to you, 
Sonny King is going to make his move in the Mid-South area. Okay, Sonny Abdullah the Great, we heard an awful lot about, so if you guys will head up to the ring, we sure would be interested in seeing him because I have heard much. We'll be talking to Sonny sometime later on, and we'll get ready to go with our next bout. Sonny King, brand-new find, Abdullah the Great, and we're about ready for the introduction, Dave. Eh? It's a one-fall 15-minute time limit match from Columbus, Ohio, at 217 pounds. Over on the right, Bobby Fulton, and going against him, from wrestling out of Istanbul at uh, 265 pounds with Sonny King as manager, Abdullah the Great. This match one fall, 15-minute time limit. Jerry Calhoun, the referee. And we're back. Bobby Fulton going up against Abdullah the Great. Bobby Fulton, uh, black trunks, black boots. Abdullah the Great, white tights, no boots. He's... Uh, Sort of a smaller version. I think he's supposed to be a smaller version of Abdullah the Butcher, I think. Build from Istanbul, Turkey. Got some... Uh, lots of uh, tape around his hands and everything. Oh, jab to the throat. After a uh, Irish whip there by Abdullah. Sonny King is back in town and he's brought this man to cause havoc in the Memphis Territory. Oh! Just karate thrusts there by Abdullah the Great. I'm choking Bobby Fulton. He's got a mohawk. He's got like a Mr. T haircut. He's got a wild, crazy look in him. I suppose basically he's a, 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 a version of uh, Abdullah the Butcher, like we said. Oh, stumped poor old Bobby. Abdullah picks him. Oh, right hand by Bobby. And again. Oh, thrust there by Abdullah the Great. Now choking Bobby Fulton. Like we said, the canvas here's got a blue canvas, but it's got white lines on it every, I'd say, every foot or so. First time we've seen that. I'm pretty sure I've seen footage from like the uh, the late 80s of this canvas, but uh, this is the debut of it. Debut of it here. We've got the black curtains again this week. Full house here. Crowd fully behind Bobby Fulton as he is getting uh, beaten here by Abdullah the Great. He keep, Bobby keeps on a fire back, but Bob, uh, Abdullah is uh, a little bit bigger than Bobby, so he's got the strength advantage. Picks up Bobby with ease, slams him down. Oh, lovely leg drop there by Abdullah. Picks up Bobby. Oh, thrust to the throat again. Abdullah picks up Bobby. Hose him head first into the top turnbuckle. I think Bobby's got a, couple, got a broken finger. I think he's got his couple of his fingers taped together. He's now been choked by Abdullah, who's got tape on his feet, tape on his wrists, tape on his ankles, tape on his arms, everything. Abdullah picks up Bobby. Oh, good lord! Military press. Oh, slams him down. Oh, splash. One, two, no, kick out. Come on, Bobby. Abdullah now choking him in front of the referee. Come on, Jerry Calhoun, sort this out. More choking again by Abdullah. Got that crazy look in his eyes. Oh, slapping Mr. Fulton. Picking up Bobby. Abdullah. Oh, running power slam. One, two, 
Three. Your winner of the match with a lovely running power slam, Abdullah the Great. Who will have lots of regrets about getting up this morning. Yes, indeed. Because he's been going so well. Went in there against a very large brand newcomer to our championship wrestling, but not to the wrestling world, Abdullah the Great. And he dominated, just literally dominated the entire action in there over Bobby Fulton. Yeah, the time on it was three minutes, three seconds. Bobby put in the position of having to defend himself all the way through the match. He, uh, he could not make a move to win because he was, uh, yeah, there he goes, flying through the ropes down under the floor, head over heels. But the guy is, uh, he was in total control. There's Bobby on the floor. Hmm. Abdullah and Sonny King uh, taking you back out. Well, he got another win, but uh, I don't know. We weren't all that thrilled and impressed. Let's take time out. We're going to be back in just one moment. And we will be back after these messages. Please enjoy. Hey, everybody. This is Mike from Booking the Territory, the unprofessional, classic Southern wrestling podcast. And you are listening to the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast with Luke Jennings. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Taylor's Port first used this mark nearly three centuries ago. Ever since then, it has been a symbol of our dedication to producing one of the finest ports money can buy. Taylor's late bottled vintage. Get those plugs and cords, girls, you don't need them. Three out of ten for appearance. Eight out of ten for reappearance. Ah, the lint chocolates. Now they're ten out of ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah, dear. Four out of ten for interference. Should have remembered she likes the orange truffle. Whoops. What do I get for disappearance? Lint. No other chocolates are rated so highly. of class, a romantic fragrance from Fabergé. From the kitchen to the bathroom, from the workshop to the garden, a Bostic glue gun is a great way to glue. Available now from leading stores, a Bostic glue gun is a great idea for Christmas. Think you know Spain? Think again.
Mate, can I ask you a question first of all? Go right ahead. You know the definition of a windjammer? No, I really don't. It's now. the agonizing screams of a trapped turd. Have you heard of the mangrave? Yes, I have. You have? Yeah. Do you have a father? <laughs> mangrave is the perfect gift for this Father's Day. Is he alive? Yeah. Yeah. 100% made in America. If he was dead, it would have been a really bad moment in the commercial. <laughs> Your dad's alive? No. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry about your dad. That's fine. Your father's dead. Is your mom still alive? My mom? Yeah. No, she's dead. Jesus Christ, is any of your relatives fucking alive? It's man great. <laughs> they are revolutionizing the way people grill. What, Adam Egan? Is it true? You haven't heard of the revolution? You can put chicken on this or steak? That's not that unique. <laughs> It weighs a lot of pounds. <laughs> Is that heavy? Again. 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 No more flare-ups. You know, you know when your barbecue has always been flare-ups? Why are you laughing? You're making a mockery out of the man grate. Chicken, steak, has never tasted so good. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> Again, <laughs> this commercial is like a miniseries. Hey, this is Joe Murata from Our Vantage Point, retro wrestling podcast. But now, live from the studios of the Old Bakery, this is the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. And here's your host, Luke Jennings. continues as we will be looking. Sparky did the mile. Let me tell you something, baby. He's going to pay for this right here. He's gonna pay well, you shouldn't be knocking your people around, Jimmy, the way you do. We're going to get a look right now at another new face. New member of the first family, David, Kenya Condori. Condori. It's going to be a one fall, 15-minute time limit match at 209 pounds from Memphis, Tennessee, Robert Reed. And from Kenya, Africa, 219 pounds with manager Jimmy Hart, Kenya Condore. This match, one fall, 15-minute time limit. Jerry Calhoun will be the referee. Back, ladies and gentlemen, Robert Reed. Debut here, I believe. Blue trunks, black boots, going to be against Kenya Condore. Managed by Jimmy Hart. Kenya Condore taking off his uh, outfit. He's got a spear. He's got some sort of a headpiece. Nice uh, flowery shirt as well. He's now taking that off and he is wearing camouflage trunks and uh, some nice boots. Bell is rung. Condori sort of uh, dancing around the ring. Colin elbow type into a side headlock. Push up by Reed. Shoulder attack by Condori. Off the ropes. Shoulder attack again by Condori. Picks up Robert Reed. Slams him down. Condori sort of a slight war dance around the ring. Headbutt by Condori on Reed. Got no idea who this gentleman is. I have asked uh, people on Twitter as we are recording this and waiting for a response. Lovely drop kick here by Kenya. 
He's got like a war dance kind of uh, thing going on here as he walks around the ring. A bite in the side of Robert Reed's head. Good lord, I'm trying to bite his ear off. Who is this man, Mike Tyson? Robert Reed is trying to get out of this predicament. Shoves off Kenya Kondori. Kondori comes off the ropes. Robert Reed just moves out of the way. Corner over top. Side headlock by Kondori. Picks up Reed. Slams him down. Apparently we have seen Robert Reed before, so Lance has said, but it's been a long time. I've never seen him, so. Kondori up to the top rope now while Jimmy Hartwood distracts the referee. Oh, flying headbutt from the top rope to Robert Reed. Holy shit. Jay Calhoun goes for the cover. One, two, three. Your winner of the match via a flying headbutt. Kenya Kondori. Well, over a minute and a half of time on it. Kondori showed us that uh, he has the material of which first family members are made of. He showed us some good moves with a, a flying headbutt off that rope mm -hmm. on Robert Reed. Got him full cover, and look at him, boy. He, pulled, he cleared that top rope a good two, three feet as he went flying out there. He uh, is uh, an athlete, no doubt about that. He did it all with a rhythm, as a matter of fact, Dave. Yeah. The time again was what? A little over a minute and a half. Woogie! Give uh, Kenya Kondori a first win on our championship wrestling right here. You know, one of the, and there's been a lots of them, boy, you could go back and count them, they would be volumes of feuds that have taken place. It's kind of like how uh, basketball, a couple of basketball teams will get a particular feud, or sure. football, or baseball, or anything. And one of the more, one of the more remarkable ones that has been in the annals of wrestling has been the feud between Jerry the King Lawler and Nick Bockwinkle, the uh, AWA World Heavyweight Champion. They have had some absolutely just head-knocking things going on like you've never seen. We've got a little recap of some of the best action you ever saw in your life. Let's look at Lawler and Bockwinkle as they go at each other in various matches. Nick Bockwinkle. We're seeing some footage of uh, the numerous matches between Bockwinkle and Jerry Lawler. A very underrated feud, in my mind, in my opinion. Doesn't get mentioned half as much as it probably should do. These gentlemen have uh, wrestled numerous times in here in Memphis, especially. I don't know about him to AWA, but here in Memphis they've wrestled numerous times over the years. And they will continue to do so, I think, for the next couple at least, while Bockwinkle still wrestles. This is from the Mid-Half Coliseum, Bockwinkle in control of Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler wearing all white singlet and boots. Very glistening here. Oh, throws Lawler headfirst into the commentation station. Nick Bockwinkle in control of this match. I don't know when this was from, this could be from any time. I'd imagine from probably the last couple of weeks. Randy, I think Randy Hale's there at ringside. He has his. He also has his Memphis show. You can follow him at RB Hales on Twitter. He does his best each and every week to keep the memory of Memphis alive over there in the states. We do it over here in the United Kingdom. Oh. Jimmy Hartside coming in the ring, attacks Lawler from behind. The referee's been knocked down at some point. Bockwinkle now. Oh no, we're down. So this is January the 10th, 1983. 
a lot of time and a lot of trouble to have Bobby Heenan barred. So you think you're going to outsmart me by having your little friend, this wimp Jimmy Hart, sit at ringside? Well, this is from January the 10th, 1983. Come up and had a little car run at the bottom. Very nice. Lola's wearing a uh, blue, light blue singlet, dark blue bottoms, white cowboy boots. Paul Morton as our referee here. There's a gentleman uh, at ringside who's supposedly Jimmy Hart, but he's wearing the same attire. Oh, pile driver by Bockwinkle on the master of the pile driver, Jerry Lawler there. Bockwinkle going for it again, but Jerry Lawler reverses it. Yes, the, the gentleman who's supposed to be Jimmy Hart is uh, dressed how Andy Kaufman was dressed a few weeks ago. Oh, both men take each other down with a big right hand. Paul Morton now with a stand and ten count. Oh, Jimmy Hart now out of the chair. Now trying to go into the ringside. Who's that? Someone trying to stop him. I think it's Bill Dundee. Oh, Bill Dundee. Bill Dundee trying to stop him. Lawler goes for the cover, but Paul Morton is distracted by this outside shenanigans. Bill Dundee's got Jimmy Hart around by the waist. Paul Morton distracted. Oh, big right hand by Lawler. Jimmy Hart now. Uh, Jimmy Hart now on the apron again from the other side of the ring. Roll up by Nick Bockwinkel. One, two, three. Nick Bockwinkel wins. I think we did see this the week, I think. Yeah, because he unravels himself to be uh, Andy Kaufman. The world heavyweight title goes to it. I don't believe it. I can't understand it. What is this? Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman under the guise. Memorable view, no question about it. We'll be uh, seeing more from Jerry and uh, Nick. Right now, we're going to take time out. We'll be back in just a moment. Back into Channel 3's Championship Wrestling in just one moment. I want to tell you about Thursday, February the 24th in Crothersville, Indiana. Crothersville Community School sponsored by the Fire Department. Thursday, March the 10th, Columbia, Kentucky at the Adair County High School. More on that in the coming weeks. Now, Tuesday night, a big championship night. You do not want to miss this Tuesday night at the Louisville Gardens. First, there will be a one-night tournament. That means it will all be over in one night for the Mid-America heavyweight title. You'll have Bill Dundee going against Carl Fergie, Dutch Mantell against Jesse Barr, Bobby Eaton against Bobby Fulton, Sweet Brown Sugar against Sabu, and then, of course, the winners in the semi, and then you will have the champion come out of that. Also, you'll have, for the first time, the United States Tag Team Champions, the Executioners defending against the Fabulous Ones. Then a Southern heavyweight title match with Rougeau defending against Terry Taylor. And finally, the AWA World Heavyweight title with Bockwinkle and Lawler all Tuesday night at the Garden.
Up in the ring in just a moment, the uh, Southern heavyweight champ, Jacques Rougeau, will be going against the former Mid-America champion, uh, Dutch Mantel. We'll be getting to that. As coming out right now, uh, the big Canadian champion, Jacques Rougeau. What is this? Turned around, turned his back to take off his T-shirt. He got drop kicked to the back by Jacques Rougeau. Jacques Rougeau, with red trunks, white boots, going to get Dutch Mantel blasting that red boots. Jacques Rougeau is the mid, is the uh, Southern heavyweight champion. We've seen a mean streak in him since he's won that title from Terry Taylor a few weeks ago. Oh, beating the shit out of Dutch Mantel here. Eh? 
throws him to the outside. Smashes Dutch head first on the commentation station. Joey Calhoun trying to get him back in the ring. And they are. Or Dutch is back in the ring anyway. Follows him in. Oh! Cobber right hand there by the French Canadian. And again, rocks Dutch Mantel. Irish whip now by Jacques. Big back elbow takes down the Dirty Dutchman. Jacques is very happy with his work here against the Mayor of Oil Trough. Oh! Dutch Mantel's got some very straight hair here. Very shiny looks. Big right hands. Oh! One from Dutch. Kicked by Dutch. Dutch Mantel now punching away on Jacques Rougeau. Fire a by Dutch. Big back elbow of his own. Straps are down. The straps are down on Dutch. Big right hand. Picks him up in a reverse attack drop. Rougeau going outside holding his uh, holding his butt. Jay Calhoun now. Two count. Three. Four. Seven. Chuck Rougeau just walking off. Chuck Rougeau just grabbed his belt and he just walked off. The winner of the match is by Countout, Dutch Mantel. Dutch wins it. Jacques Rougeau just walked out. Let me say one thing. I'm, I'm going to have to agree with Terry Taylor. Jock, I don't know how you can look in the mirror and call yourself the Southern Champion. Because, baby, you ain't no champion in my book. <laughs> he doesn't mince any words when he's got something to say. Oh, and the Dutchman making his comment about Rougeau. We still got that big 10-man match yeah. coming up, babe. Stand by. We'll be back in just a moment. here in just a moment we've got a 10-man tag match well when you have a six-man match you got plenty of people there for lots of continuous action when you have an eight-man match it's almost out of hand and with a 10-man match almost uncontrollable sometimes you do not envy a man called the referee in this situation because he has 10 wrestlers he has to keep up with Dutchman is the fifth man on that side of the ring. And boy, what an array. Sugar, Lawler, Cobra, Taylor, and Dutch. And okay, we're ready to go for the introduction, Dave. Ten-man tag team match to the expiration of time on one side of the ring at a total of 1,183 pounds. The Destroyers, one and two. The Invader, the Masked Marauder, and Jesse Barr. On the other side of the ring at a total of 1,118 pounds. Sweet Brown Sugar, Dutch Mantel, Terry Taylor, King Cobra, and Jerry the King Lawler. This match to the expiration of time, 10-man tag team action, and the referee is Jerry Calhoun. All right, we're going to do our best to keep up with this. So we have got Jesse Barr. All of them standing in there. We're uh, waiting for a signal from the referee. We're missing the, the invader. The Mass Marauder, the... Destroyers and Jesse Bauer going against Sweet Brown Sugar, King Cobra, Terry Taylor, Jerry Lawler, Dutch Mantel, Sweet Brown Sugar and Destroyer number one, start for their teams. 
Beautiful drop kick there by Sweetburn Sugar. Picks up the destroyer, smashes him with a forearm. Destroyer, blue mask, black singlet, black boots. Going up against Sweetburn Sugar. White boots, red and green trunks. Tags in King Cobra now. Red trunks, white boots. King Cobra working around the destroyer. Hit tosses him out of the corner. Picks up the destroyer. Slams him with ease, does King Cobra. One, two. This is an exploration of time match. Terry Taylor now tagged in. Red trunks, white boots. Red trunks, black boots. Oh, King Cobra Irish whip the destroyer as he left. And Terry Taylor comes in with a drop kick. Terry Taylor now tags in. Uh, Terry Taylor tags in Jerry Lawler, who's wearing a green and red singlet. White boots. Pummeling the destroyer with those fists. As a matter of fact, is he now four on four? Dutch Mantel's. Oh, double drop kick there by Lawler and Sugar on the destroyer. One, two. The invader hasn't turned up, and then Dutch Mantel has disappeared, so I don't know what's going on. Masked Marauder now in. Fritzing that red mask. Black Boots going up against Sweetman Sugar. Both men Jocelyn, Colin Edward type. Side head up by the Marauder. Tags in destroy no tags in Jesse Barr. Jesse Barr now in a red and blue single red and blue trunks. White boots working away on Sweetman Sugar. Pummeling Sugar in the corner. Hip tosses him out of the corner. Holy moly. With ease there, this Jesse Barr. Oh big knee lift. We are looking at a four against five situation here. Dutch uh, was out at the introduction. Jesse Bar picks up Sweet and Sugar, slams him down with ease again, goes for the cover. One, two. Jesse Bar now with just Sweet and Sugar in the corner, whips him from corner to corner. Oh, hard. Jesse Bar comes walking over the corner, right hand to, uh, to Sweet and Sugar. Dave and Lance had noticed that Dutch Mattel was there, but he's now not there. But they never noticed that the invader wasn't there, so I don't know what's going on. Sweetman Sugar now tags in Jerry Lawler again. In comes Destroyer number two. Black singlet, black mask, black boots, big right hands by Lawler. Oh, he knocked the beard off the man. Tags in at Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor, Irish whip now by Lawler. Big right hand by Taylor. Taylor picks up destroyer number two. Picks him up with a slam. Oh, slams him down. Tag into King Cobra. Cobra's in. Big headbutt there on the destroyer. Snap mare by Cobra. Drops the knee across the collarbone. One. Jesse Barr breaks up the pin. Destroyer tags in number one. And a couple of times, the Lawler, Cobra, Sugar, and uh, Terry Taylor team has gone for the pin, but couldn't hold it for the three count. They've got Cobra tied up back in the corner. Everybody holding him back here. He's having to battle his way out. Oh, King Cobra's trying to fight his way out of this corner. He's in the wrong part of town here. And here come uh, Taylor, Lawler, and everyone else. All eight men are in the ring now. Got a crazy eight-man brawl here. Jerry Calhoun's probably going to throw the match out, I'd imagine, but no, no, he's trying to get everyone out. He's trying to get the sort of everyone back together. One of the one of the destroyers has been unmasked. He's rolled out the ring. 
you can't see who he is. Oh, big power slam there by Cobra on Marsh Marauder. Three counts. King Cobra gets the first fall in this exploration of time match. Big power slam on the masked Marauder. The uh, one of the destroyers is still out of the ring, I think. He's always run out because he's had his mask taken off him in the fracas. That's the win and the mask. Four minutes, 15 seconds a time. So they not only got themselves a mask taken off in there, but they got the wind to boot. And you know, <clears throat> situation, and it's happened before, Dave, and it's just that the excitement, and if you ask anybody to do it, I've had people say, how in the Sam Hill can you not see, have seen so-and-so in a ring? Just like you said, I was watching Lawler right here in the corner banging away. And, and right over there, here. the pin is going on in the ring. The only thing that I can relate that to is imagine the problem of that poor referee exactly. who is in the middle of all that stuff, and he's not sitting back here looking at it. It's easier to see from here than it is you in the midst of all it. of it with all those, uh, well, over a ton flying around on all uh, sides of it. Right? And they were going at it for a living fact. We had one of the masks of one of the destroyers ripped off, and uh, we also had the Marauder pinned in the ring in there, so uh, it was a whale of a fall of action with that 10-man action. I know one thing, we're going to have to check the clock. We will take time out, and then we're going to come back and find out whether they have any more time for wrestling action. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Right now, a chance to talk a little bit more about the big championship night coming up Tuesday night, the Louisville Garden. Son of a gun, it's going to be something else. That Mid-America tournament is going to start out with eight entrants in there, one of those being Bill Superstar Dundee, whose first round draw is Carl Fergie. Of course, the others will be Mantell and Barr, Eaton and Fulton, Brown Sugar and Sabu. That's right, Lance. I'm sure Hot's out here screaming and hollering. He got a raw deal that you never took it off Bob Eaton. He's going to help oh, yeah. get it back. Well, I don't mean to be bragging, Lance, but on a one-on-one -on -one situation, I got more wins than any of them guys, and they got over me. So, Hot, if you come near the ring, if I get down to me and Eaton, brother, and you come near that ring, I'm going to kick your teeth right down your throat, not to promise for me to you. It's going to be a tough tournament. Good luck to you in there, Bill. In addition to that, a U.S. Tag Championship, the Executionist for the first time in the Gardens, a Southern Heavyweight title, and then the World Title. When Nick Bockwinkle will be in there with Jerry the King Lawler. Jerry, you've beaten this guy before. Well, Lance, that's true, and the, the, the thing that I'm really excited about this is the fact that this is the first opportunity that I've ever had to face Nick Bockwinkle, or any world champion, for that matter, in Louisville, Kentucky. The Louisville fans have been fantastic. You know, you know how they've been to me over my career. And uh, I asked for this match to be in Louisville because, uh, you know, I wanted to more or less... He's always complaining. He wants me to come to the West Coast to wrestle Nick yep. Bockwinkle. I want this one in my backyard. And Bockwinkle, that's where I've got you, brother. There's going to be no outside interference. I don't have to worry about anybody like Andy Kaufman or Jimmy Hart. Any kind of outside interference, and he loses the title, Lance. The belt goes to me, and that would tickle me to death. But I don't think there'll be outside interfer interference. It's going to just boil down to Nick Bockwinkle and Jerry Lawler, and we're going to see who the true world champion is, and I want to win this for the people in Louisville. Okay, Jerry, good luck to you. I'll tell you, that's one thing everybody in the world would love to see happen right there in the Louisville Gardens, and that is the fact that Jerry the King Lawler become the new world heavyweight champ. You may have that opportunity Tuesday night, championship night at the Louisville Gardens. 
Well, we pretty well filled the ring up and filled our time up, too, Dave. We're not going to have time for any more um, faults in that 10-man tag match. Maybe it's a good thing. Yeah, maybe it is, too. I tell you, the action hot and heavy there, as, uh, as we expected. As we said, yeah. six-man is tough. Eight-man, you got lots of action with 10-men in there. How can you ever keep up with it? And it was tough to keep up with. Opening match of the day. So, ladies and gentlemen, as Lance and Dave uh, just finishes off with running down the card, that has been the 15th of February 1983. Thank you very much. Sorry, the, the, I keep saying the 15th, the 12th of February 1983. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed that show. Uh, please don't forget to follow us on Twitter at MemphisCast. You can also uh, find you where you were able to find news and updates on this and our other show the monday Night project which is available on all good podcast suppliers each and every monday so thank you very much ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for the fine folk of memphis tennessee thank you very much to lance russell dave brown and jerry jarrett and until next time Adieu. 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 Adieu.